Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. my friend happy memorial day to you appreciate you taking the time what's going on happy memorial day chris uh good word from you i hope everyone takes that to heart absolutely uh full 100 percent backing here no doubt um so much that we have 
to be thankful for and to thank those veterans for past and present. Uh, barbecuing for me yesterday, a little bit more of the same later today. So good times. Kind of one of those points on the calendar that marks time every year for us. You know, this is boom, you're into summer. Maybe not necessarily for you folks in South Carolina because you've experienced <laughs> 85 degree weather for a while here. And, and I got to admit in Ohio since probably the first week of April this year, surprisingly, it's been almost nonstop 75 to 80 and sunny for like six straight weeks minus like three days. It's been pretty incredible. Mark, not to give away your exact location, but I'm curious, where are you in Ohio again? What, what, what general area? Yeah, so my family's from Ohio generally, okay. although they've scattered around uh, Tennessee and other places uh, more recently. And I've lived uh, for the last 21 years in Connecticut, some family situations that I came back to about a year ago. And uh, shoot, might be headed down your way soon. We'll see. Very good. I, I only asked, Mark, because actually this past weekend I was in Orgonia, Ohio. So I was actually visiting some family, if you will. But uh, first I don't time even I've know where been, that is. Yeah, so it's about uh, 45 minutes from Cincinnati. It was the first oh, time okay. I've ever even been to Ohio, though. So to your point, though, I got a notification yesterday, I believe today, actually. I think the high there was like 85. And we were up there. It was actually pretty comfortable. I was wondering. I went there. I was like, I I'm trying to figure out why does everyone crap on Ohio so much? <laughs> I don't know that I really left and – and got the answer, but Mark, you know, obviously you're the voice of college football, which is on a national scale, uh, and I'm not sure if you saw our timeline, but I did get to stop by yesterday on my way home, stopped in Cincinnati, and got to see the Cincinnati Bearcats football stadium, something I'd obviously never seen. Really, really cool. A different stadium, and I like to, I love to look at stadiums, Mark. I, I, I really appreciate each individual stadium, and truly, it's individuality, so Cincinnati was very different, and I guess it's what I'd imagine a college football stadium in a city like Cincinnati would look like, but very, very cool. And I know, obviously, for them, going to the Big 12, that's that's a big deal. I saw the Big 12 logo uh, up on their campus, but uh, really, really cool to see that stadium. And it's a tough sell for a place like Cincinnati. They're in an NFL city that loves their mm -hmm. Bengals, who have had success, and even when they're not, uh, I don't know. You know, the, the South has become more accustomed to the NFL. When I first worked in the South, this was mid-'90s, and this is before, you know, I, I worked in, in Mississippi and covered Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama. They were all within an hour. And, you know, just from like, you're a baseball guy, and I used to be just a rabid baseball fan. You know, their, their team was the Atlanta Braves. And I'm coming from Ohio, where the Indians were 30 minutes away. I'd go to the Indians games almost every couple of weeks. And I'm thinking, people are going, uh, rooting for a team from Atlanta. Well, I guess they have to. And much like the NFL, the NFL has just taken hold of the South here in the last couple decades. But before that, you had to be like a Saints fan or a Dolphins fan. And most of the transplants were from the North that rooted for the Dolphins. And there really wasn't an NFL hold in the South. So that's why the SEC has just taken everybody's hearts uh, from generation to generation. But so there's not that Cincinnati situation where you're right there with an NFL team, you know, casting its large shadow over you and trying to find a niche, trying to find a stranglehold within the city, even though it's a lot of people there, it's a Bengals town. And for the Cincinnati Bearcats to make noise and to gain any kind of support, they got to be really good. Mm -hmm. Which they were a couple of years ago. Mark, changing gears a little bit. 
I see that Georgia helmet in the uh, in the corner of your of your camera there. Uh, I just saw where Georgia and Florida have extended their game in Jacksonville. I think 2024, 2025. There's some uncertainty about that, whether it's going to continue because of the construction going on on the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. So that leads me to this, Mark. Are you a fan of neutral site college football games? Of course, South Carolina is taking on North Carolina in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium, which the Gamecocks have played a ton of games in Charlotte. And I I know some refer to that as sort of a house of horrors for Carolina up until the Dukes Mayo Bowl when it felt like they exercised some demons. Some, Some really interesting results for South Carolina, not even in just football, baseball as well has had their struggles. But do you like the neutral site games? Would you prefer to see home and home? Where do you stand on that? So I like a variety. So what I would like to see a North Carolina, South Carolina series be is let's sign a three-year contract. Let's play home and home and let's play one neutral site game because I think there's flavor to all of that and there's room for all of that. When it comes to Georgia, Florida, I know that there's a whole series of issues on both sides And when you get SEC rivals together on an issue like that, they never agree. So I've talked to the Georgia contingent. I've talked to the Florida contingent. And, you know, I've heard all the various arguments from both sides about why this works and doesn't work and recruiting. And Kirby whines about recruiting. And if there's he's the last guy in America who should be whining about recruiting disadvantages. Uh, But since the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that are played annually are Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, you know, they're special because of that. There's a special quality to that. I wouldn't want every rivalry in America to, you know, Ohio State and Michigan to wind up in Toledo somewhere playing a game or Cleveland. Uh, That would be ridiculous. But they they work because, again, so much of this sport is about tradition and we're trying to hang on to a lot of those traditions. We're losing so many. Let's hang on to, to the ones that we have uh, that mean something to that group of fans. Now, speaking of neutral site games, Mark, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, of course, like I mentioned, in Charlotte, that game in regards to Vegas has gone back and forth, but it is settled at North Carolina as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I think I just saw Vegas Insider. I think Caesar Sportsbook, actually, uh, that game is now a pick'em. It has moved to a pick'em. I-, I ask you this: Are you surprised at how much love North Carolina is getting ahead of that game? Because I know that's a spread that Gamecock fans look at it and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I I, I understand the Drake May hype and buying his stock, but even I sit back and say I'm a bit surprised that after the way these two teams finished a season ago, I'm surprised where the line sits in Vegas. What do you make of that? And I guess, Mark, for you, how much stock do you put into to Vegas gambling lines, over-unders, things of that nature, when looking at a matchup in a college football team? Well, I put a ton of stock into it. I think Vegas really knows what it's doing. And when Vegas misses, it's usually because we all missed. Like, if they say somebody's a 21-point favorite, they get there's some monumental upset. Well, none of us saw it coming. So Vegas didn't see it coming. It's not like, well, Vegas really screwed up, and we all saw it coming, too. No. Uh The North Carolina, South Carolina thing, yeah, I I think there's some intrigue. I think the North – Vegas knows that there is going to be a contingent of fans out there that are going to be like, well, North Carolina's got this amazing offense, and they're going to put up points, and Drake May's amazing. He's going to be – you know, if he was that good as a freshman, bam, he's going to explode. They got to be the better team. But if you look at roster depth, if you look at muscle up front, if you look at trench play – 
South Carolina is a better football team than North Carolina. I have no doubt about that. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't lose that game. Uh, I expect it to be a very competitive game. And, you know, Spencer Rattler could throw the ball around the yard a little bit too much and get picked off three times and they lose the game. But I have no doubt that South Carolina is a better team game to game, week to week. And if they went to the shoot, I had this conversation the other day and some fans don't like to hear this kind of rhetoric, but we were talking about the ACC. I'm like, okay, Clemson isn't what they used to be. This is a big year for Clemson in terms of their trajectory going forward. Florida State, I know that they had this breakout year last year. Who did Florida State beat in this six-game winning streak to finish the season? The answer is no one. So you take any mid-tier team from the AC or from the SEC, South Carolina, Ole Miss, somebody of that tier, and you throw them in the ACC. I'm not going to say that they're going to win the conference, but they would. They'd make you think. Okay, they would make a run. They would be a wild card possibility to win the conference. That's the difference between the SEC and the ACC. Now, Mark, as you turn your attention to this season, I want to change gears with you a little bit. You're, you're, I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. Your journey in sports media, I know this is kind of off the wall, if you will, but like you mentioned, it's the end of May, and for those of us who love college football, I mean, there's just not a ton happening right now. So, Mark, I want you to talk about yourself, man. I don't even think I know this about you, just – how did you get to the point you're at now, the voice of college football? I know you've worked with ESPN, different publications. Uh, if you can summarize your journey just to this point in talking college football and doing what you do for a living. Yeah, so I was the kid at 10 years old who was – do you still have me? Uh, I think you're frozen on our end. Let me let me, let me me try to jump back in. I'm going to kick you out and just jump back in, Mark. We'll get okay. the video fixed here. So we're going to kick Mark Rogers. I don't know. I, I ask him a question. I guess the Muschamp Packers decide they don't want to hear it. But uh, I don't know why. Every time Mark joins us, the video glitches. I have no idea why. We'll get him back in here. No big deal. Um, Mark Rogers, every time. I don't know <laughs> if it's him, if it's me, or what the situation is. Um, I have no clue. I have no clue. So we shall see. Um, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. As I mentioned here on this Monday, May the 29th, as uh, we await, here is Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. I don't know why, Mark, every single time. I think I think you're just spitting too much hot fire flames, my guy, that it just throws a wrench in the system or something. But either way, um, I'll let you get back into it, man. Again, you're just overall story in sports media, if you will. Yeah, I'm trying to summarize this. Uh, so I was the kid that, even though I love playing sports, so I was out on the field. I wasn't a complete nerd that was always inside, you know, adding up statistics. Mm -hmm. I played baseball every year, played football through high school, the whole deal. But in terms of, like, I was the nerd that would take the, you, you can appreciate this as a baseball fan, I would take Sunday's paper that would give you all the Major League Baseball stats, and I would look through that. But I would actually, I would not be satisfied with that because the, the Saturday box scores were not included in Sunday's stats. They, so I'd have to take Saturday's box scores and I'd add them to Sunday's statistics and so <laughs> to get the accuracy up to date, you know, because 273 might be 272 after the one for four, you know. So anyway, I was just the nerd that memorized scores and everything. Just once I dove into sports, I was crazy. So I knew I wanted to be a sports writer or sportscaster because I didn't have the talent uh, to go past playing in high school. So uh, I decided on sports casting. It was just a little freer, a little bit more expressive. 
And uh, so I went to Kent State, majored in sports journalism, actually kind of forced them to create this field of concentration that they had never had before called sportscasting. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be some traditional journalist. So anyway, I get a news job coming out of uh, college. Uh, funny story is I'm looking for a sportscasting job. I, I'm just, you know, this is kind of pre-internet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Early internet, so you know, you're, you're cold calling and you're just driving to places and setting up meetings. And this place had a news anchors job open and I didn't know it. And so I'm, I'm, actively interviewing which unbeknownst to me i'm interviewing i'm i'm just talking to the general manager and the the news director so anyway they asked me about whether i like news because i'm pitching myself as a sports guy they they they, they asked me about news i'm like i despise news i hate news i want nothing to do with news <laughs> well they end up asked uh hiring me as a news anchor uh they put me on the set and had me read the teleprompter like months later into this job I'm like well how did you get when I was finally you know comfortable with talking to these guys I'm like why in the world did you guys hire me as a news anchor when I told you I despise news and they said well you read the teleprompter better than anyone else uh so I started off in news did that for 3 years but fortunately I did play by play on the side a lot of division 2 and high school football basketball all that sort of thing then I got a sportscasting job as a sports director at a CBS station in Mississippi. That's when I got ingrained in the SEC firsthand. So great experience there for seven years at WCBI. Uh, man, that was just in some ways the best job I've ever had because I landed at the right station that just let me cover sports and do whatever I wanted. They hardly ever asked me to do anything. And because the sports was so huge in that area, you had Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Alabama right in your backyard. Like, I'm going to bowl games, Final Fours, stuff, College World Series constantly. And then the news was Podunk, Mississippi. So, actually, they were – this was very rare in the in the news business at the time. They were giving me time every night. Actually, the news operations were usually – 
you know, taking the time away from sports and saying, now your five minutes is down to three and a half now because we've got these big stories. They were always offering me time. Uh, so, man, we had a great time uh, in Mississippi covering the SEC. And then I got the job at ESPN. I was there for 19 years as a production operations manager in Connecticut and uh, great people, great time. Can't say a whole lot for the company at the end. They did some unscrupulous things, but that's a whole other story. But uh, had a great time at ESPN for 19 years. Um, and that led me to this. And I decided that, um, hey, if it's going to be this or it's going to be ESPN, this is what I want to do. So I took off on this in October of 2020. Mark, your thoughts on the way social media has changed things like journalism, reporting on sports, the way we interact. Um, you know, obviously you have to embrace it. And I think there are obviously a lot of positives. There's a lot of pros to it. There can be some cons. And you're someone that you're very interactive on social media. So I know you see both sides. And let's just call it for what it is. Anybody who comes on my show and interacts with me, you definitely see the dark sides of social media and the craziness that can take place. Um <laughs> for better or for worse. Your thoughts on just the the way that social media has changed the game as someone like yourself who has seen it with and without the beast that is social media. I had a Lenten one time with Rick Riley of Sports Illustrated, great columnist for years and years and years at Sports Illustrated. And he made the statement, and it's so true. He said, the great thing about the internet is that everybody has a voice. Everybody has a voice. Anybody can start a blog. Anybody can start a channel. That is amazing. He said, you know what the worst thing about the internet is? Anybody can start a blog. Anybody can start a channel. So there's a bunch of knuckleheads, a lot of people out there that don't know what they're talking about, don't know what they're doing. But hey, it's America. Uh, the marketplace should be able to determine who's good, who's valid. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, if we're talking about real serious stuff, that's real meaningful. Yeah. That's another story. But even within the sports realm, yeah, I, I'm correcting people every day <laughs> that are saying stupid things that, you know, have a stupid opinion that, that doesn't bother me so much, but when you're spewing out incorrect information, inaccurate information, yeah, it's, I have to, and, and I think I would suggest most people do this. Uh, just understand what your limitations are. Understand how social media impacts or affects you because it it, it affects some people emotionally. So you have to get a, a rein on it and say, okay, I only go on once a day. You know, I review some things, I post, you know, just understand who you are and how it impacts you and then put up guardrails to kind of rein yourself in and, you know, go read a book or, paint your room or go have lunch with a friend, you know, get off scrolling through that thing all the time because it's made all of us a little bit like zombies. Post and ghost, Mark Rogers, a good motto to live off of, especially when you're in a position like we are. Um, SEC spring meetings, Mark, are taking place this week. You know, some things in the docket, of course, the nine-game conference schedule, um, ESPN in regards to money and, and, and what they'll be getting from them. Is there anything in your mind that you're, you know, I, I don't know if we're looking forward to SEC spring meetings. Is there anything you think fans should be paying attention to or anything significant you think will come out of the SEC spring meetings? I guess, again, back to it, the scheduling, the, the nine-game conference schedule, who are these permanent opponents? That is certainly something that it sounds like by week's end, we could have a really, really good idea who those teams are going to be for uh, each individual member of the SEC. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to see. 
And I understand both arguments to this. I understand the college football fan from some other conference that says, you know what? Play nine games like everybody else. Let's make this more uniform so we can evaluate better and we don't have to see the powers in the SEC playing UT Chattanooga and the Citadel the second to last week of the season and all of that. The defense for the SEC is that it's the best conference. Unfortunately, there's no argument. It is just the best conference. Therefore, it's eight games plus a legitimate non-conference, even if it plays three cupcakes or three, usually two kind of marginal group of fives and then an FCS. It's still a tougher schedule than what other teams have to face. So I get both arguments, but those you know, we've got the added intrigue of the entries of Oklahoma and Texas and what the SEC is going to do with them and what they're going to do. You know, we're going to get a good read in, you know, the approach of who, what rivalries they deem important and more so than others. Uh, and then for a school like South Carolina that has, I want to say, you know, obviously the main rivals outside the conference. Uh, so very strong rivalries, but not like have to have Alabama, Auburn, Iron Bowl kind of rivalries. You know, what do they do with South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, Missouri? You know, I, I can't imagine South Carolina is too crazy about playing Missouri every year, so they could ditch that one. <laughs> but Tennessee's important to South Carolina fans, I got to think. Florida, uh, Georgia, of course. They're right there bordering Georgia. You know, those are – but they're not – they're not monumental rivalries. And I don't know if I'm offending any South Carolina fans, but you got to understand from a national perspective, they're not, but they mean something. And what are they going to do with South Carolina? And it's been rumored, Mark, that Georgia, Florida, and Vanderbilt, or excuse me, Florida and Kentucky. So, so Georgia, Florida, and Kentucky would be the three for South Carolina. You think that's fair, unfair? I mean, listen, everybody wants to play Vandy, right? Not everybody can. Uh, Georgia, Florida, Kentucky. Would you say that'd be a fair draw for the Gamecocks? And, you know, I, I know that once this comes out, we're all going to be kind of ranking, all right, who got screwed? Who got the the favorable draw? You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be obviously tougher for some than others, especially if you keep these rivalries. But I would say, Mark, that I think Georgia, Florida, Kentucky would actually be a pretty decent draw for South Carolina. I like it. Uh, I think it makes sense from a regional standpoint, like I just addressed. It makes sense from a, uh, from a balance standpoint, you could get unlucky. There could be stretches of time. If Florida comes back, Kentucky's mm. been, if they're able to find, you know, whether it's Stoops continues there or find a good replacement for him, you know, they're a different program, obviously, than they were 10 years ago. So that could be a tough draw at times right now, not necessarily a horrible draw, although Georgia's the automatic L, unlike just about anybody in the country. But I think it makes total sense. Like if you were going to create South Carolina in a vacuum, that would, you know, there could be an argument for Tennessee there, uh, maybe instead of Kentucky. But, you know, I'm sure they've got their Alabama, Vandy, Kentucky, I would guess would be their three. Mm. Uh, so, you know, that's the other people thing portion of this, the puzzle piece that people need to consider when they, you know, rant about their particular team. Well, we need to have. A, B, and C, well, you need to throw the whole thing together before you can criticize the decisions that are made. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. Mark, are you a college baseball guy at all? Will you watch any of the postseason or anything uh, upcoming or no? I don't, but I got to tell you, Chris. So I grew up Major League Baseball fan, Major mm -hmm. League Baseball guy. just loved it every day, bought the ticket. You know, Who, who was your team? Uh, Indians fan, Guardians. Okay, okay. Guardians. Indians. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but man, I got to tell you, and I was never around, even though Kent State, so I went to Kent State, had a really good baseball program. Uh, Danny Hall, he went to Georgia Tech later. Really good baseball program. Yep. Uh, that nobody showed up, nobody cared. Went to the SEC, and I suddenly had to cover SEC baseball, and I loved it. It was phenomenal covering SEC baseball. Loved it. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 unlike, you know, it's crazy. We talk, Mark, that as good as the SEC is in football, I think you could argue it's even better in baseball. Just just the, the, the sheer depth of the conference where it's like literally every team except maybe one or two is really, really good. Even the teams at the bottom could go to the ACC, the Big 12, any other conference and finish at minimum middle of the pack. So, I mean, it's uh, the depth of that conference is incredible, but uh, – Mark, before you get out of here, just tell the folks what's on the uh, what's on the content docket for you. Again, like you mentioned, slower time of year. We're about to enter the month of June, and so I really feel like I mean, up until media days start to kick in, it's and you know we'll have some recruiting for sure in the month of June. But what's upcoming for you in regards to content? Uh, I broke away from starting to record uh, a disputed national championship series. Uh, we're- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're going to go through every year and possibly dispute some national championships. We are going to challenge the national championship decisions. Now, obviously, during the playoff era, I'm not disputing that those teams earned it on the field, but did the selection committee get it right for those four? We're going to go back through time, the BCS era, the poll era, and correct some national championships. I love it. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. He joins us each and every single Monday. Mark, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day holiday, and we'll talk to you next week. Chris, you as well. Appreciate it. Take care.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.